come here, get off. Our guest today is Sandy Warner, pronouns she and her. Sandy writes LGBTQ plus polyamorous romance under the pen name Lesser Known One. When this cis lesbian writer isn't shipping triads, she enjoys playing video games, critiquing internet pics of other people's gumbo, and spending family time with her life partner and four kids. Sandy, we're so glad that you're here with us today. Thanks for coming through. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Kimberly just read your official bio. Uh, I'm a, I feel a little judged because I am a someone from St. Louis that loves to make gumbo. Mm-hmm. I will never post it for people like you. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us in um, just regular ass words what you do. What what I do is I basically use my platform of writing to share diverse narratives so that people can uh, get exposure to different forms of relationships, polyamorous relationships. Um, consensual non-monogamy and I also like to place an emphasis on LGBTQ plus characters because I think that um, it builds empathy when someone is able to stand in the shoes of someone else and to kind of see well you know this isn't this isn't too different this isn't too unbelievable so I write queer polyamorous romance so that I can share those diverse narratives as kind of a form of creative activism Wow. So what's your writer origin story? Like, did you always know you're a writer? Were you, you know, the six-year-old writing stories on the back of everything? (laughs) Yes, I was. I was um, in the second grade. I was about seven years old, actually. And my second grade teacher came up with this uh, competition. She's like, hey, I want everyone in class to write this story. And I did. She entered it into a regional writing contest, and I won first place. And then I went on to win first place every year for the next five years. And so winning definitely made me feel like, okay, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm a writer. I'm the writer of my parish. You know? uh, clearly, I was a precocious kid, but I was also uh, full of myself. I kid you not. Uh, it took growing up, becoming an adult, getting into the world of uh, ghostwriting to realize, well, maybe I'm not quite a writer yet, but I'm going to be. <laughs> so, yeah, I always knew this is what I wanted to do. I love the idea of a little black girl being full of herself. We need more students <laughs> in the world. <laughs> so we learned that you worked as a ghostwriter for years. What uh, made you make the leap from from working on books for other people to creating your own? That one was um, an easier leap than I wanted it to be. Uh, I had been working with a client for a very long time, and we had built a great rapport. We had a great relationship, um, very well-paying client. And unfortunately, he decided to close his publishing company unexpectedly, which put me back into the gig economy, right? Um, and relying on finding new clients, and um, I was having trouble with it at the time. I went through a little phase of depression behind it. And my daughter says, well, you know, get away from that stuff. Get away from the sales figures, the marketing, the, you know, chasing behind clients and and writing to someone else's specifications. If this is what you love doing, do this thing. And it may sound like I'm making this up, but I kid you not, my 14-year-old is probably a 23-year-old trapped in a 14-year-old's body. And so she sat me down with like Ava DuVernay's, TED Talks and she's like watch this and she's like listen to what she's saying if this is what you want to do do it because you love it don't do it because you have to do it don't do it because it's a job and that really kind of sparked it 
it made me feel like there is something else that I can be doing with this. It does, it can still be my career, but for now, I can embrace just writing for myself, just writing for leisure, even if it doesn't necessarily go anywhere. And I think I found the most success when I kind of got away from that model of this is my job, I clock in, I write, I turn this into a client. Mm. And I got into the mode of this is what I love to do. I get up and I write and then I post it and I share it with people and I see how they like it. Wow. Look at that baby changing your life. That that full of herself six year old later on went to birth a an amazing (laughs) fourteen year old. (laughs) Like, geez. (laughs) That is so dope. So you kind of touched on this a little bit towards the end of that last answer, um, but the book we read last week, Lead Me Astray, was published in a non-traditional way. So why did you make that choice? And can you tell us a little bit more about that process? Yes. So um, as I pointed out, my daughter told me, hey, do this thing because you love it. And at the time, she was a huge fan of this platform called Wattpad. And I had heard about Wattpad. Um, It's been around for forever. But I really thought of it as this place for teenagers to spew their hormonal stories. Um, But when I saw how much she was on there and enjoying it, and I knew what her interests and tastes were, which weren't really kind of the traditional teenager tastes, I was like, well, let me see what this is. And I decided to follow her advice and post my stories onto the Wattpad platform. So to clarify what Wattpad actually is, it is a story sharing platform where anyone can write and post their story for others to read. Um, but in the past five to, five to three to five years, they kind of expanded their role into a talent agency. And so you see movies like After, you see shows like Light as a Feather on Hulu. These are things that kind of started at Wattpad that kind of got a an, an international market and um, expanded. They became much bigger than just a story on a, on a free writer's platform. And so, um, yeah, by me posting Lead Me Astray onto Wattpad, it actually ended up becoming really beneficial for me. It opened up a lot of opportunities for me. It was non-traditional, um, but I think that the publishing industry is evolving in such a way that you're going to see a lot more authors coming out with a different way of doing things and finding success with that. That's awesome. So where did the inspiration for this story come from? I um, We opened this call with me gushing about how unique and layered the story was, but where did this, the inspiration come from? Well, you know, when I sat down and, and it was really rapid fire, I wish that there was a way to fully put you in that moment. But um, if you can imagine a woman walking around her living room just kind of in this angsty period of what am I going to do? I'm a writer. I don't feel like I'm sharing my work. I don't feel like I'm getting the exposure that I need. I don't feel like it's going anywhere. And then if you can imagine someone saying, hey, sit down. If this is what you like to do, just do the thing, right? It transitions so quickly from there to me grabbing a notebook and jotting down ideas and saying, okay, if I was going to read this book, what type of character would I want to see? Um, and I wanted to see a character like me, like my daughters. I wanted to see someone who wasn't a generic African-American character. I wanted to see someone who was a black girl in her own space, uh, a space of success, a space of aspirations. And I wanted to see what would happen if she encountered all of these trials and tribulations that had to make her stronger? Because obviously that's our, all of our life stories. It doesn't matter what your background is. Um, Ari Edison is the daughter of a celebrity. 
you know, but she still has her hardships. And so the inspiration for her and the rest of the characters was really just kind of looking at my life and saying, what do I want to see? What do I, what type of story do I need to tell myself to get out of this moment? You know? So my next question was going to be, which one of the characters do you most identify with? So I think what I'll just ask now is why? Because <laughs> you just told us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually identify with each of the main characters. There are three. We've got Ari, Miss, and Zier. She wants to live her best life. But if I had to say who I related to the most, you would have to take different character traits from each of them. Because let's be clear, Ari Edison's character is to me this kid who is just going and getting it, just doing it, following all the rules, making all these smart choices, you know, and then something unfortunate happens to her. Um, I was kind of like Ari's sister Haley. I was the one who was, uh, when I was younger, I was the one who was like, I want to sneak into the parties. I want to hop in the car, you know, with strangers. I want to do all the wild things. And it was my sister who was like Ari in terms of just her temperament. She was like, no, Sonny, you can't lean out over a high rise to take pictures because it's dangerous, you know. <laughs> but uh, in terms of the other characters from Ari, I take kind of that, I, that desire to live her best life. From Haley, I take that devil may care attitude. And from Miss, Miss has this kind of mysterious, enigmatic type of um, feel. I am just as much of a loner as Miss. Um, I very rarely leave my house. And so the whole time I was writing that character, they really kind of reflected my own desire to be in this bubble, to close myself off from the world because the emotions of the world can sometimes be so overwhelming. And um, from there, he's a total workaholic. And I think that I probably am a bit of a workaholic too. <laughs> so a little bit from everybody, definitely. <laughs> Love it. One of the many things we love about this book, because we love this book, um, is that it makes consent a natural, sexy part of the story. Why was that important to you? At the end of the day, um, what I've seen happening in pop culture is just an awareness that consent is a necessary part of um, relationships. Of, of sex of every interaction if I if I go in to hug you I'm going I'm going to ask you first is it okay if I hug you and the reason it was important for me is because I want to take this next generation of young readers I wrote this book really kind of geared toward older Gen Z readers and I want it to be normal and sexy I don't want them to think okay this is the awkward moment where I have to say whether or not I can sit I want it to be like you know what this is a natural part of interacting with other people because if you care about someone, then you don't just impose, you don't just make assumptions, you know? And if we start to um, amplify that message, I think that we can kind of see a change across the culture when it comes down to how we discuss sex and, and how we uh, interact with other people. It should be natural, you know? It should just be a natural part of the process. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. If readers can take just one thing away with them after they read Lead Me Astray, what would you want that to be? The most important aspect of the story to me um, is that sometimes you can do everything right. You can make all the smart decisions and things can still go drastically wrong. Mm. But that the caveat is you go through these things. It's not a test to... Um, stop you or to bring you down, but it's kind of a test to prepare you for the next level. And if readers can 
take in Ari, Miss, and Zir's story and kind of walk away from it thinking, you know, they went through a lot of stuff, but in the end, they were able to accomplish their goals. Ari was able to live her best life. Miss was able to figure out that they deserved love. Zir was able to understand that if you care about someone, it can't be all work and, you know, you guys got to understand I'm working. And if readers come away from the story understanding that you're going to go through something, but you're going to be okay, that would really make me happy. Because I said to you before that when I sat down to write this book, I asked myself, what is it? What is the story I need to hear right now? What story is it, you know, what's going to speak to me and take me out of this dark moment that I'm in because I'm not working. I'm not doing the thing that I love. I'm not receiving the accolades that I want at this point in my life. The story wrote itself. And the message that I needed to hear was that you're going to go through this thing, but you're going to go, you're going to be okay. You're going to come out okay. So I hope that that's what readers take away from it. Awesome. So what are you reading right now? Right now? I'm so glad you asked me that. Okay. So <laughs> one of the things is, <laughs> one of the things is, um, I'm, as a Wattpad writer, I'm also a Wattpad star. And that's just basically, it basically means I'm part of their digital talent roster. And so um, I spend a lot of time reading trad published books and, you know, indie published books. But I also spend a lot of time reading those books by the up and coming authors on Wattpad. And there is this fantastic series by this author on Wattpad named Graham Bauer. And it's the Earthshot. Earthshine series, basically chronicling. Um, it's kind of got a sci-fi feel to it, but, you know, you get deeper into it before you get to the sci-fi part. But it's chronicling the lives of these two characters who find out that they have this special ability to, um, I guess, transcend. I guess that's the best word for it. And the book opens up with fantastic writing. The characters are uh, beautiful and believable. It takes you to places. It's a, it's a travel type of book. We get to go to India. Uh, we go through, you know, France. We go through Europe. Um, I'm enjoying that book quite a bit. It's called Earth Shine. It's on Wattpad. And that is by Graham Bowers. Thanks. We always like a good book recommendation, so we appreciate that. And then our last question is, what's next for you? What's next for me? Hmm. Well, right now I'm working on book two of the Overlay City series. Hey. And, uh, and so I will be done with the entire three books by hopefully by next year. But in the midst of writing, I'm also doing my own IGTV show. It's called Behind the Scenes with LK1. And it's just basically a way for me to share uh, an in-depth look into the types of writing that I do and also to kind of give words of encouragement and advice to other people. Um, and along with that, I have also been gearing up to see Lead Me Astray transition into uh, bigger and better opportunities, and I can't wait to be able to share that with my readership. So 2020, I'm looking forward to this year. Uh, being incredibly busy and incredibly active, and it's the kind of busy that I like, you know, writing videos, mm. you know, doing as much as I can to share my creative force. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, you saying that reminded me of a question that I wanted to ask, which is, where did your pen name come from? You know, that's funny because um, most people don't ask that. <laughs> the lesser known one. Well, they say every family has a writer, 
my family has several writers, oh, wow. actually. My mom, um, she writes, she's a hobby writer. My sister is a published author as well. She's indie published. Uh, my younger brother actually does a lot of the story development for video games with EA. And so I'm kind of the lesser known one. I, I write queer polyamorous romance. I'm just kind of diving into it, you know, um, ex and, and coming from behind the scenes, coming from the ghost writing end that's more so backdoor, more so, you know, not, not forward facing. Uh, so the lesser known one reflects just kind of that sense of, you don't know me yet, but you will know me. I'm coming out of those shadows, definitely. I was about to say, that's, that's changing. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so we want to make sure that we let folks know where they can find you. I see okay. your website is lesserknownthenumberone.com, correct? That is correct. Okay, and, you and can on also Wattpad, it's wattpad.com. Oh, go ahead. Tell us, please. <laughs> oh, you're doing a fantastic job. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to over-talk you. I was just going to say, you can also find me on wattpad.com slash user slash lesser known one, the number one, all together. Um, you can also find me on Twitter and on Instagram. And my handles on both of those are lesser underscore known underscore the number one. Wonderful. See, you did a great job at it. And that ends this week's episode of The Turn One. Thank you so much for joining us. This episode was produced by us, Kenry and Erica, and edited by Ballistic. The theme music is from Brazy. We want to hear from y'all. Send your book recommendations and all the burning sex and related questions that you want us to answer to the Podcast at gmail.com. And please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at the Turn On Pod and Instagram at the Turn On Podcast. And find links to books, transcripts, guest info, and other fun stuff at the TheTurnOnPodcast.com. And remember, the Turn On Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more podcasts that you'll love at frolic.media slash podcast. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you soon. Bye.